0: Welcome to my podcast, Midlife with Courage, where my goal is to inspire you, a woman who wants to step outside of her comfort zone and live an amazing life. I'm Kim Benoy. I'll share my experiences, stories, and interviews with other amazing women that are meant to help you take those first steps towards something fantastic. So let's not wait another minute to get started. Oh, hello, everyone. Kim here. Since this episode is a little shorter than normal, I thought that I would do just a mini solo episode before you listen to our lovely guest named Juliet Rose today. And I thought it would be fun to just share something with you. When this episode comes out, I will be two days away from taking off on a little trip and I shouldn't say little because I'm really excited about it and it's been long overdue, but I'm going to visit my girlfriends. Uh, we're going to Tennessee. There's a group of us that are all meeting in at one at one home in Tennessee and we're just going to have a great weekend. We call it a princess meeting and it's a it's a longer story than what I have today to share why that we call ourselves princesses, but we just are. So anyway, and I what I was thinking about that I wanted to share with you is that I'm just because of everything that's been going on this last couple of years, I just do not want to get sick and I don't want to get anyone sick. So I'm trying to stay as healthy as possible before I go and during while I go. And I thought that I would share with you some things that I'm doing. Of course, the usuals, trying to get enough sleep, although I'm so excited, it's hard to sleep and drinking lots of water and getting some exercise, which is not that easy right now because in Wisconsin where I live, we had this huge blizzard. But anyway, I get out as much as I can play with the dogs. So exercise, drinking lots of water, eating the right foods, but I also am using my essential oils to kind of help boost my immune system as much as I possibly can. And I wanted to share with you, um, I don't know how many of you use these, but these little inhalers and that, you know, when I think of inhaler at first, I think of like a respiratory inhaler, like albuterol or something, you know, medication wise, but they have these wonderful little nasal inhalers that you can make with essential oils. And it's just a little wick and it's inside what kind of looks like a lip balm container um, when I was a kid I remember the Vicks company having these little nasal inhalers with Vicks and you would breathe those in but they, it's just like a little looks like a little lip balm and you just breathe you'll take the cap cap off and you just breathe in whatever's inside on that you've soaked the wick in so of course what I use is essential oils and so I wanted to share with you a combination that I'm going to use and give you some suggestions as well. Now, you know I work with doTERRA, but I also have been using other oils and learning so much in my aromatherapist training, by the way, which I'm hoping to be done soon with. Um, So it's super easy to do this, and these inhalers are wonderful. You inhale the scent of the oils, and they get into your body and get into your cells, and they just do what they're supposed to do. And there's a little group of oils that I'm going to be using. So frankincense is one. It's a wonderful anti-inflammatory oil. Lemon as well. It's a it's a really good oil to support your immune system. It's also a very cleansing oil. So kind of can if you're drinking lots of water with it, you can also kind of cleanse out the stuff that you don't want in your body. Oregano is another one that is. I kind of say oregano is anti everything. It's antibacterial, antimicrobial, anti uh, inflammatory as well, I believe. I'd have to look that one up. But anyhow, it's a great oil to put in that little mixture in that inhaler. And then I do use the um, uh, doTERRA On Guard blend, which has rosemary, uh, cinnamon, clove. Um, uh, is there some thyme in there? I don't think so. But anyway, it's a wonderful. Uh, blend of oils that are meant to help support your immune system, and so it's a great one to put in that little inhaler. And then tea tree. Tea tree is a wonderful oil. This is one where I don't really like the scent of it, but it really is a wonderful oil. It's got so many wonderful properties to help with your immune system. Um, If you're already having some issues, it can help kind of help you treat those a little bit, and so that's an, another great one to put on the inhaler. So that's those are the oils. I just do equal drops. I think I'm doing like three of each, of each oil. You kind of soak those up, kind of put those in a little glass bowl and then stir them up a little bit and then put the wick in there and roll it around so that it kind of soaks all those up, and then you put it into your inhaler, and then voila, you've got this little nasal inhaler that you can put in your pocket and... a little sniff of every few hours and it's awesome. Now if you don't use doTERRA oils, totally fine. You can still use, you know, the frankincense, lemon, oregano, and tea tree. And if you want to put in something like a basil or eucalyptus or laurel, lemongrass also has some great properties. Peppermint, of course, which is good for so many other things as well. And then thyme is another one that you could use to kind of help support your immune system. And if you are feeling a little under the weather, you know, use those oils to kind of help yourself um, feel a little bit better and hopefully a little faster than you would if you didn't have them. So there you go. That is what I'm doing to get ready for my trip, to make sure that I am staying as healthy as possible. And who knows, you know, you never know when you're going to come into contact with something, but, if I can just keep my body as strong as possible, going into it, being excited and happy about it is also gonna help your mental health is really important. So um, just just knowing I'm going is helping my my mental health. I'm, I'm so excited to go. I'm sure you can hear that. Um, So yeah, so if you have any questions on this, go ahead and shoot me an email. Um, If you see this on social media about this podcast, go ahead and leave me a comment and I'll get back to you. Um, Check out my website. You can send me a message through there as as well, uh, midlifewithcourage.com. And my email is, it's so easy you guys, midlifewithcourage at gmail.com. So let me know, maybe you have some ideas that you wanna share with me as well, Uh, but I would love to help you if you don't, or if you're looking for some other suggestions. All right, you guys, listen to this awesome episode with Juliet Rose, and I will talk to you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Midlife with Courage. I'm Kim Benoit, your host, and I'm so happy that you're here. I'm also very happy to have my guest here today. Her name is Juliet Rose. Welcome to Midlife with Courage, Juliet.
1: Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yeah, so Juliet, you are an author, and I even forgot where to ask you where you live. I don't even know.
1: I live in the mountains of North Georgia. I'm originally from New York, but grew up all over the country. So uh, when I got to make a a choice, I remembered how much I had loved the mountains of North Georgia as a teenager. I had gone to camp here Mm -hmm. and so just chose to move here.
0: Love it. I've been, I have driven through there to Tennessee um, and Florida too, I think, Um, beautiful part of the country. So I'm a little bit jealous of you here, but (laughs) so tell us a little bit about you, um, We already know you're an author, but just give us a little introduction, and then we'll start talking about your your story.
1: Sure. So as you said, I'm an author. I'm also a mother, and uh, we rescue animals. And um, I really am just one of those people that's kind of always putting my heart out into the world and seeing what comes back, what sticks. Uh, I have a day job as well, um, which keeps me fairly busy. It's not as fun. It's kind of like the polar opposite of my writing. It's legal (laughs) compliance, so it's very like, you know, very like... Very, very droll in a way. Um, but yeah. so writing is like my free thinking. Uh, uh, you got to
0: have balance, right? For sure. <laughs> right. Tell us your story. How did you get to be an author and going, you know, having that day job? <laughs> and now you're an author. Tell us about how you got there.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I think as a little girl, I always knew I wanted to be a writer. Um, and as we all know, life kind of gets in the way. So I wrote for, you know, some years, my teens, I wrote in my early 20s and then uh, when I was 25, I had a child that was diagnosed with cancer. So I put everything on hold and I kind of shifted gears throughout that. And when I would write, it was very nonfiction. It was uh, very much kind of my experience, what I was going through, um, and putting that out into the world in that way. And my daughter passed when she was four. I didn't write again for some years, same reason. I think that just, you know, having gone through that, I wasn't really sure where my voice was. Um, And when I did start writing again, I was trying to reach out to many other families that were going through that or or people that were going through tough times in their life. And and then in my 30s, I really decided that I I wanted to try fiction. I had done a little fiction. You know, as a teenager, we like to write those fiction stories. And so I wrote a little bit then. Um, And in my late 30s, I actually went through a divorce. Uh, by my choice, but it did put me in a situation of basically raising my children on my own on a very low income. And so for 15 years, that's what I did. My focus was simply on making sure I raised my children, got them out into the world. Now that they're adults, I decided it was time to kind of think about me again. And so I, I had a big birthday a couple of years ago. And, um, on that birthday, I thought, all right, it's time. Like I really have to focus in on, on myself for a while. And so I, I picked up the pen and I started writing. And since then I've written, um, well, I've written multiple novels, but I've, I have five published novels.
0: Okay. Awesome. So it kind of sounds to me like almost journaling in a way when you were going through your child. Um, and I'm so sorry for your loss as well. Um, Thank you. I can't imagine, um, So it kind of sounds like journaling was kind of a way for you to help cope with things.
1: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, because I knew I always wanted to write, I realized that because I had the ability to take what I was going through and put it down into words, I could also then help other people that were going through that maybe didn't have that same ability. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a piece I wrote uh, called The Strength of an Egg was actually about what it's like to be a parent dealing with, you know, a child. I had said specifically cancer, but really a child going through any kind of special needs, um, and that piece actually has been circulated thousands upon thousands of times over, over these decades. It was read in Washington um, at the Candlelighters. They had a, a vigil basically in, in Washington. And so they read that. And that was kind of the piece that made me realize that it was really important to use your experience in a way that other people could relate to it. So it wasn't just, I'm going through this, but rather Instead of saying me, like I'm saying we. So even when I wrote that nonfiction, I was trying to focus on what everybody was going through that was going through that, not just myself.
0: Right, right. What a great way to put it, like we instead of me. Um, To me, from what I have, you know, I know people who have lost children or gone through, um, you know, loss. And sometimes, especially there's no, it's hard to know if other people have gone through it and how you know, how how to go through it. I mean, how to deal with it. So I think that's a wonderful thing that you did was to, you know, share what you learned and um, to help others.
1: For sure. Yeah. I think that it's a way that, you know, somebody that, you know, maybe is going through it and feels very, very alone mm-hmm. can see that somebody else has been there and and you're still alone. I mean, that experience is so isolating regardless, but I think to know that other parents have have gone through that and that somebody is willing to speak out about it and talk about their experiences, whether or not they're shared, uh, you can still understand that, that you're not just this sole person in the world going through that experience.
0: Right, right. Um, And then I, I know it sounds like you, you've had to do what you had to do to take care of your kids and your family. (laughs) And I love that. But now that it's your time, like here you are and I think that's amazing. And that's what I
1: love to share with other people about. Absolutely. And it's a leap. Like you have to, like say that it's okay to put yourself first. And I think that's really hard, especially for women and women that have raised children and you get to a certain age, it's hard to remember who you were before all of that, like who you were at 16 and with all these hopes and dreams, you know? And it's really hard sometimes to take that leap and say, hey, it's okay to put myself first now. Like this is something I owe myself. I owe that young girl that has all those hopes and dreams. I owe it to her to put myself first now and and make sure I do these things that I always dreamed about.
0: Yeah, that's so true. It's so true, like... But it's so scary. It's like, oh well, I want to do this, but should I like, yes, you should.
1: Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and mean <laughs> yeah, I think there's definitely a fear of failure. Like, you know, you because you put it on hold for so long that you're like, can I even do this anymore? <laughs> like yeah. so, am I gonna just get out there and completely fail? But it's okay to fail too, because again, through failing, we learn. So it, yeah. it's okay.
0: And don't you think at this age that we kind of have figured that out? Like if we try something and it doesn't work, oh well yep <laughs> you know and I that's kind of a freedom in my in the way I think of it it's just like it just makes you a little bit less scared
1: <laughs> like, yeah you realize the world doesn't fall apart if you fail you just come yeah. at a different angle it's <laughs> okay
0: yeah yeah the world will go on um that's awesome so um so did you get any like pushback from kids or anybody when you started like writing books or was it pretty much they supported
1: you and They were really supportive. And I think because, you know, writing had always, even when my kids were really low, they kind of remembered that about me. They remembered that was really important to me. And so like to see me pick it back up, I think for them was, I guess, hopeful in a way because they're like, okay. Like, I think it was also a life lesson for them. Like you don't give it up just because you didn't do it at 25. (laughs) Like you can still do it at 50 or whatever and, and it still can be successful. So they've always been really encouraging can't get them always to read what I write, but, <laughs> but they always are just like, they understand when I need that time. Like they'll even work with me on the animals. because like, Oh, mom's writing. So let's make sure we keep the animals over here or oh, we'll run nice. them out or feed them today. You know? So they've been really great about that.
0: Oh, nice. And so you do, you told me earlier that you rescue animals. So tell us about that part of your life too.
1: Yeah. And that's something I think when I was a little girl, I just knew I was going to do it. I remember being like 11 years old and like one day I'm going to have like land and I'm gonna have all these animals. and My family be like, okay. Um, Now I have a couple of acres and we have I currently have eight rescue dogs, five rescue cats with three bunnies and three chickens. So we we stay pretty busy on our mini farm that we have, but the fact that it's ever quiet here is pretty remarkable. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I have two dogs and that's enough. I mean that's crazy enough. And yeah, with eight of them, oh my goodness, and all the other animals. Oh, well, good for you though. I, I, that's near and dear to my heart too. I used to work with a dog rescue and um, one of my dogs is a rescue and my kids all have rescues. So I, it's just the more I, the older I get, I should say the more mature I get, the more I, you know, it bothers me to hear about dogs that are neglected or abused or whatever. So like, Oh, I got to win a million dollars so I can help, you know. Yeah, but, all
1: the dogs. Said, what are you going to do if you win the lottery? I'm like, sanctuary, animal sanctuary. It's always yeah. like the first thing on my list. So yeah,
0: yeah I've
1: kind of sure. started it without the lottery, but uh, yeah, yeah. if the lottery ever comes, we'll, we'll expand.
0: Yeah. But you got a good start on it anyway. That's awesome. Um, so what's next for you? Are you planning more books or what are we going to do?
1: You know, I always have something in the fire. I think that you know, once I hit that certain age and I said, okay, it's important for me to do this. I also kind of felt like I had a timeline. Like I was like, okay, I'm not going to live forever. And you know, my, my fingers and my eyes are still good. So <laughs> this is the time now. So I always have a book usually in progress. Um, and I have usually a couple that are finished as well, ready kind of to go. So, um, next year I already have one that's coming out sometime, probably in late February. Um, so I'll just keep going at it until I can't anymore. Really, that's sure. that's my goal. It's sure. <laughs> just to keep Hold going on. until my eyes or my fingers fail me. Until done. Well, then you could do voice and then it'll just True. automatically do it. So, you know, technology okay. is definitely pushing it later and later in life, which is awesome. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> so, what kind of books are you writing now? You mentioned fiction, so what kind of fiction so, books are you writing?
1: Yeah, so most of my books are contemporary fiction, so it'll take place, you know, in present day. Um, and they usually have some type of social issue involved. So, because of that part of me, me that really was drawn to nonfiction and drawn to using my voice, even as a child. I really wanted to make sure when I wrote fiction, it did the same thing. So, my books usually deal with a topic that you know is socially relevant mm-hmm. and weaves it into a fiction story so that it's not just like preaching or you know, what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not just me telling people that they should feel this, it was more of like a way to bring up about, I guess, you know, these issues in, in a way that made us relate to the characters you know, and see it from a different point of view. So, um, you know, I've done anything from dealing with, you know, drug, drug addiction, uh, you know, to, um, you know, abuse, that type of stuff. And then I do have one story that is uh, supernatural horror because it's also kind of a side oh. love of mine. Okay, I, I, I tend to read that. I grew up very much like reading Stephen King and books like that. And so oh. it was always that part of me that kind of just was drawn to that. So every once in a while, I'll put out a supernatural horror book of them Um, tend to be contemporary fiction but i did have one that came out this summer that is on an island off the coast of maine which actually as a teenager i spent time on an island off the coast of maine so i i kind of wanted to weave those experiences into it as well but it it definitely gets into the like kind of good versus evil and demon kind of thing so it's it's completely different but also similar to my other writing yeah
0: yeah oh my gosh that's so cool um just, I've always wanted to write a book and I just like, I don't know what I would write about, but you know, someday, someday I'll do that. Um, But yeah, I love that you take parts of your life too and kind of weave them in there and then the social issues too. I think that's important Um, because really, how would you write something if you didn't experience it a little bit?
1: You know? It is hard too. And like, I think when I say, uh, you know, sometimes you start with an idea and it kind of grows and it brings its own elements in. And so sometimes it'll bring in elements of things that I haven't experienced and that takes a lot of research and just talking to people that have been through those experiences. Cause yeah, you don't want to write about something that you haven't personally been through or at least aware of and then get it wrong. Okay. <laughs> so I always make sure if I'm going to bring in something I haven't personally dealt with, that I either talk to people that have or I just, I mean, I I always have so many tabs of research up when I'm writing. you know, I have a writing tab and then like 50 tabs of like research. Oh, oh, my gosh. Going oh,
0: wow. So how long does it take you to write a book usually?
1: It really depends on what else is going on in my life. Like, say I could just write a book. I could write it in 30 days because um, oh, wow. I write a chapter a day but life gets in the way so it can take me sometimes anywhere from ideally 30 days to six months mm-hmm. you know because if I'm working on editing something else my day job is kind of taking up all of my time or you know there's just family in life then I it definitely gets pushed off mm-hmm. um, but I, I set myself a timeline no longer than six months so if I start it then I'm like okay I have to have it done by this because otherwise it it tends to fade into the background too much it's kind of going back to the idea of not putting yourself first so by putting that timeline, I have to remind myself well You know, I'm coming up on that timeline. I need to sit down and put myself first and and work on this. And that's really helped me. There's
0: that putting yourself first again.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we can't, you always say you can't care for others if you don't care for yourself. And that that goes in just in the sense of like honoring yourself too. It's not just self-care. It's also like, do I honor who I am and why I'm here, you know, and, and take care of that too. And so it's really important that we set aside that time to do that.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, so Juliet, how would people get your book or how, they, how would they learn more about you? Do you have a website or is there an email you want them to use? Or
1: Yeah, I have a website, which is authorjulietrose.com and it has everything on there. You can purchase my books. It links to all of my social media, my email, a little bit in, in like a bio on me. So they can kind of get to know me better there. Uh, shoot me an email, check out my books. Um, yeah, that would be the best place to start.
0: Okay, awesome. I will put that in the show notes so that people can just click on that and find you after they are done listening. Here, um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to leave us with before we say goodbye? Any tips or nuggets or?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I love that your podcast is Midlife with Courage because I think that was really a point for me in my own life where I was like, this is really important. And I think that's my nugget I'd like to leave is just for for people out there that are kind of hitting that point is if you don't take the time. For yourself, it will never happen. It won't appear. They won't all of a sudden, like, you'll just be like, I have all the free time in the world. It's not going to happen no matter what's going on in your life. So you just need to say, I'm important. I'm doing this at this point of the day for this period of time. And you tell your family and say, Hey, this is, this is what I'm doing. Not, can I not please, or would you or help just, Hey, I'm going to be from two to four. I am doing this <laughs> and put yourself first. Cause that's the only way it's ever going to happen.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that because I literally had this conversation like last week where I was thinking I needed to do something. And someone told me that exact thing, shut your door, tell them you're doing that for that amount of time and be done. So
1: yeah, if you need to make a little sign that says me time to hang on the outside door, do it.
0: Yes, (laughs) Yes. for sure. For sure.
1: So yay.
0: (laughs) All right, Juliet, thank you so much for being my guest today.
1: Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to
0: Midlife with Courage, and I hope that you've been inspired and motivated to live your amazing life. I'm Kim Benoit, and I want you to live every moment. For more inspiration and motivation, check out my website, www.midlifewithcourage.com. You can read more about my story and find links to more great information. Take care of your beautiful self, and I'll talk to you soon.